0: Welcome to Reviving Mac The story of a group of independents and their mission to rebuild their high street
1: Episode 2
0: We're back I know, people (laughs) listened to episode 1 Mate, they did Yeah 100 unique downloads How cool's that? And that's off, we don't have any social media presence yet we haven't put it onto any, well, it's on, on every podcast platform. We haven't done anything apart from a few little bits ourselves. Yeah, so. And word of mouth. Thank you
1: for listening. Thank you, you are listeners. are our listener. Yeah, Liz- You are listening to it now. Yeah. You are our listener. There's lots of other listeners, but you uh, are our listener.
0: And they're not all local, surprisingly. No. Yeah, we worldwide. Have, yeah. We've got a worldwide audience. Yeah. America, which... Canada, Australia. Yeah. Which is which is
1: great. And that sort of potentially brings us into um the theme for the theme this for, today, yeah. for this episode as well. Uh and um as you said, we've we've not set up any kind of social media, but we're gonna talk about social media. Social media, the portmanteau of two words, social and media. Yeah. Shall I break that down?
0: Break it down, get get the dictionary out. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right, I'm gonna break it down. Here we go. Social, the definition of social is relating to society or its organization. Needing companionship and therefore best suited in living in communities. And then you've got media. The main means of mass communication, i.e. broadcasting, publishing and the internet. It is the plural form in itself of, sorry, media, uh, yep, got that wrong Yeah, <laughs> Plural form of medium
0: Oh, it's the so, plural
1: of medium It's the yeah. plural of medium So social media um, The reason why you'd suggested to chat about that, Brian, is?
0: Well, it's quite a divisive thing um, Yeah We kind of need it We wouldn't reach 100 people per se without... We couldn't do it necessarily on word of mouth alone. Um, so social media it can be a force for good, but it, equally it can be a force for bad. Um, and I, I know we're going to chat with Yvonne later on um, about her views on on social media. Um, and it's something that you and I talk about quite a lot because we're both active on on Instagram. We both have Facebook accounts. Massive influencers, aren't we? Well, obviously, mean so, some <laughs> bigger than others. <laughs> it's not all about size, apparently. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I I find that sometimes, no matter how positive your outlook, there's always somebody there that wants to counteract that, and whether that's a genuine thing or not, and you know, and I and I think uh, for. Some people that might be less resilient, or a new business, or somebody that's had a you know, you could get a negative review for your business. It can be really quite demoralizing, and and in in the in your downtime, you might be you know thinking, "Am I doing the right thing by by doing you know this job or this venture or or what have you?" So you know, it can be in some ways very very good in terms of getting you know notice. For example, we did a, a great um, thing. This is how exciting it is in Macclesfield. We helped launch the new public toilets in Macclesfield yesterday, Ross and I. yeah. Mint. Well, so yeah. Ross had a great idea. Instead of them just coming in and taking pictures of the new toilets and putting it on the town council's uh, uh, Instagram and Facebook, let's us all get involved because it's in the indoor market where we're based. Yeah. And we did a load of comedy or comedy-esque pictures. And it was fantastic. Yeah. And and I put it on what's going on in Macrosfield and there's been loads of positive comments on that. And, you know, a couple of negative ones. Oh, about Simon. Oh, what about all the other nine toilets that got closed down and blah, blah, blah. And that's a, a great dichotomy of how people think. And, and,
1: and just on that, it nearly didn't happen. And the reason why that little fun marketing exercise didn't happen is because social media is really powerful. And I think negative or positive, there's a power in social media. I think we're, you know, not to uh, avoid it, we're really lucky to be able to be in a world where we can share things quite quickly and quite easily to a bigger audience. And the power of that isn't always understood by consumers I don't think and there's definitely an element of like you know you hear a term of a silver surfer and we've just come out of an era where an era that sounds like it's in a history (laughs) book already doesn't it a pandemic (laughs) we've come out of a a zone of being in a a pandemic where um, a generation learned how to use the internet and use social media and they had to engage with the high street yeah. On social media Because <laughs> it was the only
0: way Because they yeah. couldn't
1: go to the high street yeah. And then we've come out of the pandemic And like that definition said We desire existence in communities Yes Some of us might not want to be Right in the centre of communities And on a picture in a toilet Holding the guitar Eugene Um <laughs> But it's it's one of those where it's like, well, we seek that community, and social media is powerful in the sense that it opens up that community. And I think it's just a, an interesting topic to explore further.
0: Yeah, and and in community, you know, as with any community, you have good and bad, and positive and negative. And I think you you always you always tell me this, and that I know you say it to a lot of people, is that you your positivity, if you, if you put it out there enough. It can then begin to like suffocate the negativity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I I I guess I, I know in certainly in our like our our Slack group and our WhatsApp group, we all kind of like when we see a bit of negativity about our town and about our high street, we always all kind of like gang together and like, come on, get on get on this page now and let's let's flood it with positivity. And a lot of people they don't like positivity when it's backed by facts. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> I know that's a big thing <laughs> on the on the internet, you know, what's true, fake news and yeah, yeah, all this exactly. kind of stuff and disinformation, etc. cetera. But often bad news travels fa- a lot faster than good news. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really key for any business if you're going to have a social media presence. And I've learned this over, I've built several so, uh, social media accounts. I used to have um, the one for my car was nearly 8,000 uh, people on Instagram and 5,000 on Facebook. Current one is like four and a half, four thousand eight hundred or something, on Insta. Um, <clears throat> show a bit about yourself because people are really interested in you. Yeah, I put a picture of, of me and my wife Kelly from uh, Remembrance Sunday on, and you know, and that that gets far more in uh, or likes um, than my normal posts. Yeah, but it has less interactions. Is it? You know, and interactions are key if you're going to build a community because you want to be speaking to other people. They want to know that behind this brand or behind this business, there's a real human. Yeah. And I think when you invoke the humanity to it, yeah, th- that that makes a, a massive difference because they know they're not talking to somebody that's faces. You can see who I am.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or a building. Yeah. Because, like, there was uh, um, another post on social media recently about a building and um, – Lots of people jumped onto it and were complaining about other things around it. Yeah, but what was interesting yesterday, I thought, was the post about the new public toilets, and it is quite amusing <laughs> that we are talking. There are listeners <laughs> listening to this from the United States of America thinking, well, "Are they talking uh, about the public bathroom? toilets in the UK?" <laughs> anyway, yeah. So uh, the public toilets with people in them, with pictures, almost like crosses a barrier of. You never get a photo in a toilet. That's the wrong. But doing it in a way where it's like fun and it's just entertaining. Yeah, it almost encourages people to say, "Oh, that's cool." That's, uh, you know, yeah. you know, really cool to see these people having fun. Yeah, but no one's going to come on and go, "Why have you done it green? Yeah, why have you <laughs> painted the walls green? Yeah, <laughs> why, why is it not open on a Sunday when the?" Market's already shot or something yeah you know, if, if if you're listening to this and that sounds a bit like your voice we're not mimicking you yeah it's just an accident just, it is Just yeah. so you know but also social media as an outlet for opinions and attitudes and emotions I think is a really powerful thing and a power for good yeah and letting out negativity is a good thing it it is you know well, it it can I've, consume I've, you if... it can i've I've been I've, I've suffered for this over the years because I'm very positively, positively minded. Yeah. I sometimes block out the negativity and there's an analogy of a dripping tap in your mind. And if you let the tap drip and you don't pull out the plug, then it can overflow. Yeah. And if people's pulling out the plug, if maybe they've got no one else to speak to. So they, they choose to just go on social media and just, but all, all i I'm I'm suggesting really is that people don't really necessarily understand the impact mm-hmm. of things that they would quite quickly type out about the high street on social media yeah um because you know it's hard enough evolving a high street yeah. let alone having to battle with the consumers
0: that are on it when the high street's not even open yeah but <laughs> well, the thing is I the other day I actually had a, a quite a protracted conversation with another retailer um in Macclesfield and he his um online persona is very negative about Macclesfield yeah and and, and I, I was just intrigued to, as to why you know why as a business owner would you but you know bearing him I mean he didn't tell me what his business is I don't know what his business is um and his name is irrelevant but why as a retailer would you try and talk down the environment that you're trying to promote your business in, yeah, yeah. whether you're a successful business or not, it's kind of like counterintuitive. So I was intrigued to find out as to why. And the only thing I can put it down to is that that's his persona. He wants to have this this uh, Victor Meldrew-esque, for people of a certain age who know who Victor Meldrew was. Um, I don't know, I
1: don't know if it <laughs> delivers.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that year and a day between us. <laughs> um, you, you know, that, have that, that very dour outlook on things. You know, and he said, well, you know, for 25 years, I've tried to champion the high street and, yeah. you know, blah, blah, council and blah, blah, this. And, yeah. But, but you, even if we, you've done it for 25 years, well, that 25 years and one day, yeah. that's where it might make the difference. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and every single interaction you have on social media if you put a negative one in there that's that could have a huge consequence to your business
1: yeah definitely but and and consumers don't understand that because they've maybe never been a sole trader yeah but if you're a sole trader and you've got all these thoughts in your own mind yeah sometimes it can take over and you can feel downtrodden from it. And that's why it's brilliant that Totally Locally is now a thing in Macclesfield because it's a community for sole traders and business owners on the high street.
0: Yeah, and you you have that opportunity, and this can be replicated in any town or city, wherever. Um, It's not unique to Mac. Um, You have an opportunity to borrow all of that collective experience yeah yeah and that collective knowledge yep. and that's what community is and you know and I've come from, you know with social you have that so be that ability to have that social interaction so you don't have to vent it in a negative way yeah you can have all these concerns and these worries or the lack of knowledge or whatever it might be and then go and borrow all that positivity and that knowledge from likewise People within your community or within yeah, our yeah. community, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 a definitely a thing for good and totally locally. I mean, Since I got on board with it and since we launched um, a couple of weeks ago, it's been fantastic. And i th- I'd like to think that a lot of the retailers have gone. I will tell you what, it's worth putting in a bit of effort now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the positivity of community of, of a community. Yeah, yeah. Um, and social media, people have seen it on there. My my customers have seen it, you yeah. know. I've seen it on Facebook. I saw that on Instagram, so I've come in to see you.
1: Yeah, I'm already looking forward to um, being able to share this episode, which yeah. is specifically about a platform that we're all on. Yeah, on social media. I'm well, looking I'm... forward to sharing this on
0: social media. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very much so. In that vein, let's share a bit of Yvonne. Yeah.
1: Excellent. Well, welcome to Reviving Mac, Thank you Yvonne. very much.
2: It's excellent to be here. It's
1: great to have you. Let's uh, let's have a chat about Yvonne and Armageddon. Have I said that correctly for a start? I do trip over it a few times, but that's my own.
2: Lots of people miss the tea out. Yeah. and Then we're a whole different shop.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's a whole different thing.
1: <laughs> Tell us about who you are and where you're from. Let's learn about what's going on with Yvonne.
2: So I own Artmageddon Tattoo Studio with my husband, Dave. We started it about 12, nearly 13 years ago now as a little bit of a, we don't really like working for other people, so let's try something different. And yeah, that was the something different. He's very artistic, so it fed perfectly into the skills that he's got. And then he wanted to make it happen. So that's what I did. I made it happen.
1: Cool. So 12, 13 years. Yeah. So you, um, whereabouts are you now? Where's the, stu- is it called the studio? Is it, it is called, called a ga- st- yeah.
2: It's a studio. Uh, we're at the top of Church Street now. So almost opposite St. Michael's Church, which beautiful location amazing. on a sunny day. Stunning. You can't beat that view. Yeah. It's amazing.
1: That's awesome. Cool. And so you're at the top of the... Uh, top of Church Street, as the cobbles meander down towards the train right, station, yeah. you're at the top yeah. where so, the town square is. Yeah, so
2: if you come up the 108 steps, yeah. we're almost the first thing you see as you reach the top in cool. victory. And how That's long have you are. been there for? So we've only been there just over a year now. We moved from Mill Street. Yeah. So we were almost opposite uh, what was Cheshire Gap and yeah. uh, Crafty Corner.
1: Crafty Corner, yeah. So,
2: yeah, we moved up from there last summer. Which was excellent. We moved on the hottest day of the year last summer. Good planning. It was amazing. Yeah, it was an excellent choice. It was. Everybody loved carrying all that really heavy furniture in forty degrees. They were over the moon about it.
1: Cool. Yeah. And uh, Dave. Um, so you're saying about Dave, your business partner mm-hmm. uh, and partner, and husband, yeah, yep. partner, husband. Um. He's he's very arty and creative.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Where Where's the sort of uh, mix on why you decided to start a tattoo studio?
2: So Dave, is it tattoo and piercing? It's tattoo am and I piercing. I it right? No. Yeah, so we're a tattoo studio uh, and we have a piercing studio downstairs as well, so like a little private piercing area. Um, Dave actually did his tattoo apprenticeship in Australia where right. he's was from um but the tattoo scene over there is very different, or it was lots of years ago. You won't appreciate a number on that.
1: He's not even uh, here to defend himself. I know is bless he? him. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um so yeah, lots of years ago he did his apprenticeship in Australia and he swapped his uh artwork for his apprenticeship. So In tattoo art, they call it flash, the pictures that they used to put on the wall and you would pick your design from it. Oh, right, yeah, So you would pick, you know, design A from sheet four. Dave used to draw those sheets and he swapped those sheets for his apprenticeship. Uh, But back in the day, in Australia, you had to be associated with uh, a biker sort of community to have your shop survive. And he didn't really fancy that. So that's when he left tattooing, decided to go travelling.
1: Cool. Um, and, and ended up
2: here.
1: And uh, so ended up in Macclesfield. Yep. And because uh, I was finding out a little bit about your backstory and what, so you met Dave in Macclesfield, yeah. did you? Right, Yeah. cool. Uh, how did you end up in Macclesfield?
2: Uh, so we moved, my son and I moved up about 20 years ago. Yep. Uh, so we moved up from Bedford uh, because my grandparents were from Mobbly. So we oh, spent right, cool. a little bit of time in yeah, and then... Yeah, Macclesfield just seemed a really sort of family-friendly place to bring up a child at that time, especially because at the time I was alone, so it was just me and Josh, my son, and it just seemed like the perfect environment. Luckily, we were really close to schools, and then it was really easy to sort of create that friend group. Everybody was so welcoming, everyone was so friendly, and... I mean, literally within two days of being here, Josh was about three, he had a friend group. And that was amazing. And then obviously when your children are friends, then suddenly you've got a whole load of parent friends. And yeah, and then it all sort of grew from there and we started going out. And that's, yeah, that's when I met Dave.
1: Cool. And uh, so talking about friend groups, because we recently met as a part of our new friend group and our new um, uh, community, which you brilliantly have been a catalyst for. uh, And I know, uh, because I know you pretty well now, uh, having recently met you, you won't take that as a, I have been the catalyst, but you have been the catalyst for something phenomenal in Mac Mac Town Centre. And reviving Mac as a podcast embodies what we're aiming to do with Totally Locally Macclesfield. So do you want to say a little bit about What drove you to to share more around Totally Locally?
2: I think it was more of a right place at the right time rather than something I set out to do or something that I did on purpose or there was any forethought to it. Um, I was chatting to Abigail from the town council and it came up that there's some towns that have these brilliant schemes and why isn't there that sort of drive and that passion for those schemes or even that sort of pride for Macclesfield and Abby's response was do something about it then yeah and I am always one for a challenge so and that's yeah so I did I'm I'm sort of a I dare you to tell me I can't do it so I yeah I did take it as a challenge so I did start it and yeah I think it was just that the town needed it at the time when I was ready to give that massive amount of time to it and start throwing myself in people's faces and telling them that they definitely needed to be part of it. And I think Macclesfield is amazing and totally locally is sort of riding on the coattails of what is already brilliant. It's just bringing it into the the forefront and letting people see what Macclesfield has to offer. And the way to do that was, yeah, to create a group of equally passionate, like-minded people that all wanted to do the same thing.
1: Yeah, brilliant. And that's why we're sat here now. It is. So um, one thing that you said there, Macclesfield is amazing. So there'll be listeners of this podcast, welcome listener. There'll be listeners uh, tuning into this and they'll listen to that statement, Macclesfield is amazing. And as we've already discussed, um, social media is a really fantastic way of very quickly sharing amazing things about towns. And that's one thing that totally locally, uh, for me, from you starting it, you can see the positivity that's being spread around our neighbours. Because we are neighbours to the last episode we had Rolf and Co on. Um, we're neighbours to Rolf & Co. We are neighbours to a large family-owned furniture showroom um, that is called the Rigi Bianchi's in the town centre. We're all neighbours and we're all there to help each other out. Um, and I'm fascinated, well, I'm fascinated by tattoos and and, uh, and having art on your body. I've not leaped into it yet. We've had this conversation a few times uh, and having that, that leap for me, might happen at some point. How do you create that sort of environment for people to be confident that they're making a lifestyle choice for tattoo art, for piercings, uh, for what kind of jewellery they want to sport on 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 their being, I guess? Uh, how do you do that? How do you welcome people in?
2: Well, firstly, there's no pressure. There's no – just because you've come into the studio and – And we've had a chat about a tattoo design that you love or a piercing that you've seen in a picture that you really think that, you know, that you really want. There's still no pressure to do it because it's a massively personal decision. And lots of people come to us and sometimes, I mean, we've done some hilarious tattoos we've done.
1: Tell tell Um, us about what you've done.
2: So we had a mother and daughter and the mother is actually one of my friends. She's a lovely lady. Um, And they had peanut butter and jelly. So amazing, what a top idea! And there's a whole story behind it, and it's so important to them. And for other people, it might just be a bit funny, you know, that mum and daughter got peanut butter and jelly. I mean,
1: the majority of our listeners are listening from around the globe, but for those of you that aren't from the States, jelly means jam, doesn't it? Yeah, Yeah. okay, just to check,
2: just to check. Um, and then there's some people that come to us, and they may have been through the most awful time in their lives, and they want to commemorate either the moment itself or getting past that moment and recovering or or even just being able to say that they survived it and that this thing happened to them and they just want to make a memento of it. Love it. So they send us pictures or they'll send us ideas. One lady just sent us a list on a piece of paper of all the things that are really important. And that's where being from an artistic background comes in. So Dave used to draw comic books. He used to draw greetings cards. There's a good chance if you're in Australia and you've bought a cheesy greetings card, Dave drew the picture on it. Cool.
1: So he can... What's that like? It's like cheesy sort of cartoon type art? Yeah, type you
2: know, type. like those terrible Hallmark cards... They're a little other bit... Terrible,
1: other terrible cards exist as well.
2: Other terrible cards are available to your local independent retailers. Um,
1: Most of the time, they're great cards from yeah. local independent retailers, let's be honest.
2: But yeah, if you've seen a cheesy Hallmark card that that yeah made you think of the similarly named Christmas channel, even though other channels are available, there's a good chance it's Dave's picture on there.
1: Dave's responsible for that. But it
2: is all Dave's fault, that yeah. That
1: amazingness.
2: But he can just... Yeah, he can build a picture in his head, put it on a piece of paper and when somebody sees it, it's that look on their face when they see that their idea has a form now and it has a picture and it has that meaning that they couldn't quite get out there and then they get it. That's amazing. It's
1: interesting that actually because having considered tattoos myself, it it has been in life-defining moments, which actually is quite a serious thing to get your head round. And then I've discussed tattoos with other people, and they're just kind of like, just get one done. Yeah. Just do one. Get ink done. The first
2: one is the hardest. Yeah, just do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. Yeah.
1: And as I'm listening to you talk about how you're positioning it there, I've just thought of, and I'm not going to share it now, but <laughs> I have considered things that mean a lot to me, but I've also gone off on complete tangents and just thinking, do you know what? Left, hand, le- left arm, top of it, cross-section of a Scotch egg. There you go. Perfect. Like it sort of looks like a Scotch egg, but it could quite e- easily be the core of Jupiter or something like that, and no one would know. No one would have a clue. Perfect. So when we're talking about art, and actually tattoo art, you get – i mean because I, I follow a lot of tattoo artists – on social media, you get a lot of um, social media posts related to tattoo art, and I do get drawn into that. How important, after we're talking about the power of totally locally and social media, how important is social media to you and to your business and to share your yours and Dave's art and approach to art?
2: I think social media is always going to be a double-edged sword when it comes to visual media. And I think a lot of the time, some things are taken out of context. So we can share a picture on social media of a beautiful tattoo and somebody will look at it and think, you know, it's the most amazing thing they've ever seen and they can't get wait to get one the same or they'll take it to their local tattoo artist and show them the picture and ask them to draw something similar because it's the best thing they've ever seen. And then on the flip side, we've had messages, people telling us that, it's a, a, a symbol of our declining mental health that we, we cover ourselves with permanent art. So, and that's social media in general. There will always be the positive and the negative. So
1: that's interesting. So you've had messages from people on social media yep. counteracting your industry. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm like, why? Why even bother? even posting that message to a business that clearly do something. It's a bit like, you know, we've just come over from a large furniture warehouse that's closed, furniture store, and talking about (laughs) their warehouse, fumbled that a little bit. We'll keep that in. It's all right. It's fine. Let's not edit anything. It's live, all the way live. So we've just come over from there, and we know that actually you can pay £5,000 for an armchair there. We're sat in some nice armchairs here. There's a chance Aaron might have paid £5,000 for each one of these armchairs, but certain shops and certain industries aren't for everybody. But why do people feel a desire to troll and badmouth things on social media? Like to come on and and go out of their way to badmouth tattoo art
2: because they feel like they're against it. Yeah. Because it's easy. It's really easy for somebody to look at something that they either don't understand or they don't agree with and say something negative. So I do So I do body piercing as opposed to tattooing. I pierce ladies who, I mean, lots of ladies who've been through childbirth and they've been left with stretch marks or their body image has changed and they'll get a navel piercing and it's not for anyone else but it it vastly improves how they feel about themselves. Interested. You can't take that away from somebody, but you can say nasty words on the internet and it will make you feel better about yourself. I think it's really easy to do that because it's faceless. There's no consequence, there's no comeback from it. So and that negative energy already exists. That negative energy is so prevalent on social media that it's really easy to buy into it because it's already there. It doesn't cost you any of your energy. You're just feeding off somebody else's. And it's far harder to go onto social media and say something positive because you're building that positive energy a lot of the time on your own.
1: So I, I wonder as well. With dual screening being a bit of a thing, we're sat there on our phones and quite often we'll be doing something else. We might be watching something on YouTube or watching something else. I'm wondering if there's some kind of analysis on what time those po- posts are, are being sent through, what that other person's doing at the same time. Because I, I, I'd, I'd be shocked if that person is going on to badmouth the tattoo art industry uh, is just doing that for an hour. And just go in and finding different, maybe they are, I don't know. I mean, there's some funny people out there, isn't there? I wonder if they're actually sat watching something on TV that might be negative. Yeah. It might be like a soap opera or something like that, which has a lot of negativity to it. Um, and I sometimes think, actually, put some good stuff in your brain. Yeah. Like, you know, go and sit on the Totally Locally website for a bit and go and read the good stories about all I mean, all they're of amazing
2: England. on there. <laughs> yeah. They are amazing. They're
1: great. I wonder who's behind that. Yeah, so <laughs> go on and put some good stuff into your yeah. brain. And I think that there's a powerful side to social media. And one of the things that we're looking at for next week, which is, uh, came around a few, a few years ago, is uh, – Everyone knows what Black Friday is. So it's huge. And social media has amplified that as a social media tsunami around the world. We've rebranded it. We've called it Mac Friday. And Mark Jackson, a few years ago, from Mark Mates Comics and Room for Comics, decided that he was going to rebrand it as Mac Friday. We've embraced that as Totally Locally. And we're promoting that to help independent businesses to encourage people to spend their £5 a week that we know leads to to about £11 million worth of localised revenue. And I think it's important to say that there's lots of great things that can come out of social media. Um, and we were talking about Mac Friday earlier on. What's your plan for Mac Friday and how to, how to sort of promote what you're doing and, and your business into Mac Friday?
2: So our Mac Friday will be uh, a deal on the jewellery. We sell, I'm slightly biased, clearly, but we do sell stunning 14-carat and 18-carat gold jewellery. So come along, get a discount on it. And, you know, it might not solve all your problems, but it will make you look super fancy while you're thinking about those problems. And then you can pop onto social media and put a really positive post on there about... What an amazing day you've had in Macclesfield that you found all these deals, that there's loads of shops taking part, that you came to see us. And I mean, I'm very modest. I'm brilliant. Come in and see me.
1: If someone wants to come and buy some jewellery from you, Mm -hmm. say they want to have the piercing at the same time, how do they go about doing that? How do you choose the jewellery first? Do you book in the jewellery session or...?
2: So we can do it a number of ways. So a lot of the time people will book in because they already know what piercing they want. So sort of makes it a lot easier. If you know where you want your piercing to go, it sort of directs what jewellery you're going to choose. A lot of times people will just walk in and will just, I just want an ear piercing. I just want a piercing. We use, um, so we use big autoclaves. They're hospital grade sterilisers and they work in about nine minutes. So you can choose your jewellery, sit and have a flick through the magazines while it's sterilising, you can get it done on the spot. So that's – I mean, it's a massive advantage to the way that we work, that we can work so quickly and that you can just walk in and choose something sort of off the shelf, as it were, and yeah. get it sterilised and, and put in your lovely self straight away.
1: Cool. Excellent. So leading into Matt Friday, there's the deal on jewellery. Yep. Um Obviously, you're open all year round anyway. So if people choose to get the piercing done and not do it with the Mac Friday deal, that's absolutely fine. You can pay full price and support a local business, uh, which is all good. Um, So, Yvonne, it's been great to have you. Thank you very much. On the Reviving Mac podcast. How do people find you on social media? What's your social media handle? So our
2: Instagram handle is Artmageddon Tattoo. And then on Facebook, Artmageddon Tattoo Studio. You can't miss us. Our logo is very, it's very obvious. We're definitely very there. So, yeah, pop along, give us a like, send us a message.
1: Okay. And that is the sound of pressing the like button on Instagram. So, what are you waiting for, listener? Get straight on to Armageddon Tattoo. Go and give Yvonne and Dave a follow.
2: And thanks very much, Yvonne. Oh, thank you for having me.
0: I've got to say, Ross, I think you've got a lot out of Yvonne. Uh, we've <laughs> known Yvonne about the same amount of time. Yeah. And she's not, not, she's quite, not a guarded person, but she's quite a, a um, private person. Yeah. Introverted, um, mm, yeah. I suppose, is Yeah, a, good way a, of saying, yeah, it. a bit. One on one, she's, she's great, but I think, you know, she's, she keeps herself to herself and, yeah. you know, which is fantastic. But I, you got so much out of her in that interview you know, a story about how she came to Mac and, you know, how she very quickly found community through her son and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, obviously we've been talking about community and how sometimes big things and simple things can make such a big difference in your life yeah. and, and how how things are. And we also heard about the negativity with, with Dave when he was in Australia um, with the tattoos, if you wanted to be a successful tattoo artist, you had to tie in with one of the biker gangs and you didn't want to do that, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, he's very successful in his own right. Yeah. But whilst traveling, he how he ended up in Macau. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. I might have to, I still didn't get to the bottom yeah, of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, he's, he's now found his community here. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, and I think it's fantastic. It really is. You've got clearly two very creative, um, people, yeah. but they're still quite introverted. Yeah. Um. Yet they deal with customers all the time. They've got the location for their shop is if if you're not from Mac, if you can imagine the the old Hovis advert, where it's at the top of a steep hill and it's all cobbled with um you know lovely little um uh, shops going down the hill. That's pretty much where it is in Matt. If you look
1: closely in the background, search up the Hovis advert on YouTube. Look yeah. closely in the background, you can just about make out Yvonne in a window <laughs> with the, <laughs> with, the, with the earrings. Yeah, <laughs> to,
0: doing a training for doing the piercing. <laughs> well, I did read actually on social media that I think they're going to refilm the Hovis advert. Oh, right, yeah. Be... The, the, the lad who goes down on the bike with no brakes, um, go down the hill they got a picture of him walking up the hill, whatever it is, 40 years later. Cool. Yeah. So they might be redoing it, which would be really cool. Hey. It's one of them things that if you're from England and you're in your mid-40s, you'll remember the Hovis advert. <laughs> if... <laughs> but if you're the age of our producer, he's like... Yeah. Hovis? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> they even used to make, make biscuits. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's important for us, though, because obviously the Hovis Mill yes. is at the top of our hill in, yes. uh, in Macclesfield. Macclesfield, yeah. So w- the whole town can see the Hovis Mill, where yeah. the Hovis brand started, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, Mac, famous for, not only for that, but also deck chairs. Yeah. Um, Treacle, silk. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. Part of the Silk Road the Silk Road still runs through Mac now. yeah um well I guess we would, would have been like the end of the Silk Road as it came across from Asia
1: yeah I mean um, arguably the beginning of because if you start with the end in mind then actually it's the beginning of the Silk Road isn't it? well this we is your this is Salt your Road.
0: positivity <laughs> <laughs> when my negativity is this the end and <laughs> 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 um, <clears throat> also you you mentioned about um a, a large furniture store and if anybody yeah. if anybody either lives in Mac or has ever, ever passed through Macclesfield from Manchester to London on the train, you'll know this iconic building. Yeah. Um and it's got it's I think it is listed status or it's like a heritage status or oh, It's it? amazing. It's not a blue plaque, it's a, whatever a green plaque or yeah. type building. Um Arigi
1: Bianchi's it's like a huge almost looks like a huge dollhouse, doesn't it? Yes it does. You it's know awesome. and, it,
0: and it's um it's famed for its Individual design. It's a f- effectively this big glass fronted. It looks like a mill. Yeah. Um. Like they the took off the the gable end of a mill. Yeah. And just replaced it all with glass. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it's absolutely beautiful. It's over four or five floors and yeah. a big grand staircase. And it's absolutely beautiful. It's iconic yeah. in Macclesfield. Yeah. It really, really is. And it's I, I, what I find uh, fantastic is they're an independent retailer. Yeah. And they're as keen essentially on totally locally and
1: the community and the, like, community, the community is a
0: big part of what they do yeah and you know and i <coughs> think I, I i'm guessing that as a company because they are a large company is they f- have a social responsibility yeah um, or they feel they have a social responsibility to be able to help uh, other retailers yeah and that's the same responsibility that i feel in in helping other retailers yeah. within our group, and, yeah. and I know you do, and and many others do.
1: And that's that's a really important point and a really good way to illustrate illustrate the power of social media, because if you've got a large business like an Origi Bianchi's or like you know a large pharmaceutical company that aren't far away from us <laughs> as well. They, they don't have to globally shout about how they're su- supporting the community because they have a message that they're sending to the world, yeah. to their audience. Um, because as um, we were talking about when we went to go and uh, see Ariga Bianchi's, <clears throat> they have customers from all over. Um, it's not just customers from Macclesfield. People travel to come and look at their showroom, which is on the high street. It's not on Mill Street. No. But it is – in the center of town yes, is, you know right what i mean <clears throat> so if you're visiting macclesfield or you're in macclesfield you will know that you can go to that as a showroom and a place to be um for for as far as they uh, present themselves on social media they have a message to send to their customers yeah <clears throat> it might be that they don't shout from the rooftops about being part of totally locally because someone that's in suffolk for example that is um, uh, buying a sofa from Origi Bianchis, they're not necessarily going to have an affinity to totally locally Macclesfield. Yeah. So it's using social media in the right way. <clears throat> but as we were talking about earlier on and, and we touched on with Yvonne, there's uh, there's examples of social media being used to great power that is jumped on by uh, people in a positive or a negative way. So a really good one that I saw recently, actually, that um, was a good a good positive outlook on something that people perceive as quite negative, yeah. right? And it is spending money on the high street, but spending money digitally or spending it with crisp pound notes, mm. right? Yeah. So this person had posted a £50 note on there. <clears throat> and explained that that 50 pound note if you spend it as a physical pound note it ends up being a 50 pound note at the end of
0: it it's yes. always a 50 Yeah pound no matter note. how many times it changes it, it never it doesn't devalue in any way whereas with digital transactions if you spend 50 pounds in my shop i've got to pay a pay percentage to my card processor yeah um and then if i spend 50 pounds so i i walk away with let's say 48 if I go and spend fifty pounds, the the two pound loss there, and somebody else is going to do it, and there's another two pound loss, and 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 so it begins, and you're rapidly diminishing that fifty pounds. Even after two retailers, for example, it's forty six, so it's almost lost ten percent of its va- intrinsic value. It just in just paying other people for the facility of having the fifty pounds. Yeah, and what I find in in, <clears throat> in the in the market is really good that. People actively want to pay in cash Yeah And, and it's
1: almost like uh, Oh like, yeah, like I'll oh, ask to pay yeah. card but Do you I,
0: mind if I pay by card well, yeah, yeah Yeah of course I, You know it's no, it's no problem We have the facility But this This whole thing um, And this is where I think Social media Is for bad There's a lot of people That scaremonger Yeah And they, they um, Equate things to That don't really Match up with reality Like um, You know they're gonna try and get rid of all um physical money, yeah. it's all gonna be a digital <clears throat> yeah. wallet and blah, blah, blah. Of, there is a move towards that. Yeah. Insofar as, you know, they're making it easier for ways to pay. Yeah. Because, you know, the world has moved on just like when um Visa Card Barclay Card uh, was first started in the sixties and seventies, you know, that was revolutionary. Yeah. People thought it, you'd never catch on. How could you possibly pay for things with a, with, a, with a card and yeah, it's all electronic. Yeah, it's never going to work, and it did. Yeah. Um, but cash is still king. Yeah, yeah. People like to have money in their pocket. Yeah, definitely. Um, and um, certainly people that come in and shop in in our town, yeah. I think you know they're more than happy to pay by cash where they <clears> can. Yeah. And you know if it's a bigger purchase, you know they pay by card. Yeah. Um, and you know I'm I'm ambivalent either way. I don't I don't really mind. I mean my kind of shop. Where things aren't particularly expensive, you know, most people have got a couple of quid in their pocket and they're they're paid that way. But I don't mind paying by card. Yeah, I know I have to pay fees, but that's that's part of being a retailer. You you, you have to do that. So I think yeah, going back to where we were, the um, negativity that people can promote about like cashless societies, or you know, they're jumping on the bandwagon of bad news and maybe using it to promote themselves mm. rather than, you know, it's not necessarily based on reality. Yeah. Um, and it can affect communities that way because if people see oh, it's a cashless society, people aren't accepting cash anymore, blah, blah, blah. Well, well, we, I won't go to the greengrocers anymore because then they've got to pay by card and then they're losing money and, yeah, you that's know, true.
1: It's know, true. Can it can... And I suppose if we think like, because we can go into loads of different examples of what we've seen on social media and what we agree with or or disagree with and all that type of stuff. Shall we round this up with a little bit of advice? Should we, should we do that? Yeah, go on. Right, so my advice is be kind. So if you're on social media... Just think to yourself, "Am I being kind?"
0: That's my advice. <laughs> I, it's, it is good advice. What I, as a girl, a girl that I I went out with many years ago, twenty years ago probably, um, and she always used to say to me, "Act in haste, repent at leisure." So, um, what that means for, the, in lay, I, layman's terms, I've got to think about that three times. Yeah. So explain <laughs> it to me. So if you act hastily, quickly, without thought, and you post something, for example, on social media that's negative or you know um, derogatory or whatever that might be, you can repent at your leisure. and that, that means you can regret what that you've, that you, what you've done. For The rest of your days on your own time, in your own Kindly. time, yes, yeah. So,
1: so it's taking your time up to repent, yes. Is that what it means? Well, yeah, Could so be, if you act it? hastily, mm-hmm.
0: you act with haste, repent at leisure, right?
1: So I you, like you, that.
0: you your rush to judgment, your rush to negativity, Well, you can you can then sit back and you can rue what you've said. Do you know what? Do you know what? That'd be a really good tattoo. A little bit of a nod to Yvonne Well, there we go I'll, I'll, go, I'll go and see Dave after this If he can uh, knock me yeah, something up yeah,
1: yeah, yeah
0: Cool, so Yeah, say it again What was it? Yeah, Act in haste, repent at leisure There we go Enjoy
1: social media, be kind Yes, and be look.
0: responsible Yeah you know, Just act Do Unto others as Whatever it is due to you
1: yeah, brilliant. Let's finish with that bit yeah.
0: of advice. Here endeth the sermon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. See you next time.